All right, Sun Gospel Radio, we are back, y'all. 7 a.m. And yes, we got a lot to cover, but you know what? I, sometimes we got to take out some time to do some praise and worship and to give our God the thanks, the glory, and the honor, and the praise. Don't y'all agree? Because he deserves it, y'all. He deserves it. Who is he? Jesus Christ, our Lord. So guess what, y'all? We're about to just go in and praise him. Y'all ready to praise him? Let's do it together. We're going to do it together. All right, we can do it together. All right, that's all right. We're going to do it together. Here we go, y'all. I just, I just want to praise The remix. I just want to <laughs> praise you. Forever. Forever.
and glory, yes, and honor. They all belong to Jesus. Blessings, blessings, and honor. Think about that. Think about that. Blessings and glory. Blessings and glory and honor, they all belong to Jesus Christ. And we thank him and bless him for blessing us, y'all. He is the great I am. And he is the God that we love and we serve and we adore y'all. So we thank the Lord. All right, y'all, we're here at Sound Gospel Radio, Fresh Wind. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna really gotta speed up the time because we are coming to the close of our book, A Purpose Driven Life. And yes, I'm gonna go right into talking like none of all of that just happened because that's what we do here at Sound Gospel Radio. I'm like, how are you gonna go straight to talking? Because that's what we do, praise the Lord. But listen, y'all, we've been reading A Purpose Driven Life and I wanna say thank you to those that signed up for the book club because guess what, y'all, we made it to the end of the book. Oh, today is day 40, today. It's day 40 and we made it to the end of the book. Oh my Lord, have mercy. Well, I made it to day 40. We made it to day 40. Praise the Lord. And I thank God. Listen, I'm going to share a secret with y'all. I read this book many years ago, but I didn't finish the book. Yes, I'm going to admit my sins today. I read it, started off reading it, had the nerve to do a teaching on it, did a preaching on it and a teaching on it, had some worksheets and everything created, but never finished the book. But I thank God for the book club because it pushed me to finish the book. So if there's ever some reading you want to do and you feel like you're not going to get it done, create a little club, call some friends, two or three friends, five or more and say, Hey, I want to read this book. Can you read with me? And it give you some accountability because they're taking out time out of their busy schedule to read. And so you're doing the same. And so y'all work together and read the book. And listen, we got to discuss the book. I got to get some insight. I got to hear from each and every person that was a part of the book club. They all shared some stuff. I'm like, what chapter we are reading? What verse was that? What page was that? And so I can honestly say how blessed I was and still am by having this group of people. We were, we will be doing another book club 
uh, down the road. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back with another book. So just stay tuned for that. We'd love to have you a part because the more the merrier, the more, the more insight and the more revelation and wisdom we get. But listen, um, we left off, I think on Monday, I did up to page or chapter 37. And so today I'm going to cover and try to cover chapters 38, 39 and 40. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so I'm going to try to finish that. So listen, chapter 38 talks about becoming a world-class Christian, becoming a world-class Christian, the great commission people of God, as it talks about in the world, Jesus tells us what to do in the scriptures. The great commission, uh, is, is your commission. The great commission is your commission. He tells us in the word of God, uh, before he went and ascended up and uh, I think it was, it was a before or after. Lord, y'all, y'all forgive me. Anyway, Jesus gave us the, the great commission. It's morning time. And when it's morning, you can't always think straight. But he gave us the great commission. He told us in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, he said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth is baptized, and he, uh, and, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe that in my name they should cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents. And if they shall drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And he gave us, uh, he even gave us uh, different types of commissions and things that we were supposed to do. And so this is one of the great commissions that we were supposed to do was spread the gospel and to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So the great commission is your commission. It's my commission. Listen, the whole world y'all is at your fingertips. The whole entire world world is at your fingertips. It has never been easier in history to fulfill your commission to go to the whole world. Guess why? Because he's given us so many different ways of doing it. There's great barriers. Listen, the great barriers are no longer distance. It's no longer cost or transportation. The only barrier of us getting out there to do the great commission is the way we think. So to be a world-class Christian, you must make some mental shifts, hallelujah, some mental shifts in your life. Your perspective and attitude must change, praise the Lord. We're here to be a world-class Christian. We're here to shift from local thinking to global thinking. God is a global God. Yes, God is a global God. He has always cared about the entire world world. So the first way to start thinking globally is to begin praying for specific countries. I don't know if y'all saw the news, but I saw some things that happened in Turkey and I believe also in Syria. Y'all, my heart went out and we're praying. If y'all listening from that area, cause we are global, we are praying for you and we have prayed for you. I have prayed for you and my private prayers for those in Turkey and those that experienced different earthquakes in diverse parts of the world. The Bible said these things were going to happen and y'all, we got to pray. I saw these homes and apartment buildings collapse and God, please don't tell me that these people were in these buildings. My heart went out and my, I, I began to pray. 
So that's how we can do it. The first way that we can start thinking about globally is to pray for specific countries. Prayer is the most important tool for your mission in the world. People may refuse our love. Yup, they may reject our message, true, but they are defenseless against our prayers. You may not wanna hear the gospel. You can stop me from talking Jesus to you, but you can't stop me from praying for you. Hallelujah. So like an intercontinental missile, you can aim a prayer at people's heart, at a person's heart, whether you are 10 feet or 10 miles away. That's the power of prayer. Oh, prayer got some power, y'all. That's the power of prayer. Listen, while not everyone has the missionary gift, every Christian is called to be on a mission in some way. I just want you to know that every Christian is meant to be on a mission in some way. Some of us think that we needed a special call. Maybe you have believed that you needed a special call from God and you've been waiting uh, for some supernatural feeling or, or experience. I'm just reading the book, y'all. I'm just giving you notes. I told you I can't give you everything in the book, but I'm just reading some of the parts of the book. But God is already, he's already stated his call repeatedly. I'm gonna say it again. Maybe you have believed that you needed a special call from God, but you've been waiting for some supernatural feeling or experience, but God has already stated his call repeatedly we are all called to fulfill god's purposes in our lives five purposes in our lives guess what y'all to worship to fellowship to grow like christ to serve and to be on mission with god in the world god doesn't want you to just Ah, uh, he doesn't want you to just use some of his people. God doesn't want to, let me say it like this. God doesn't want to just use some of his people. He wants to use all of his people. We are called to be, hallelujah, we are called to be on mission for God. And he wants his whole church to take the whole gospel to the world. Not just to your world, but to the whole world. All right. Chapter 39 talks about balancing your life, balancing your life, balancing your life. One of the, uh, I'll read this story. One of the events in the summer Olympics is the Pentathlon. I hope I say it right. The Pentathlon or Pentathlon, the Pentathlon, however you want to say it. It is composed of five events, pistol shooting, fencing, horseback riding, running and swimming. The athletes in this, uh, Olympic sport, the goal is to succeed in all five areas, not just one or two. And guess what people have got? Your life is just like that athlete. The five purposes which keeps you in balance with the Lord and keeps you in balance with your purpose. These purposes were practiced by the first Christians in Acts chapter two and explained by Paul in Ephesians chapter four and modeled by Jesus in John chapter 17. But they are summarized in the great commandment and the great commission of Jesus. These two statements sum up what the Bible is all about. God's five purposes for your life. Number one was to love God with all your heart. You were planned for God's pleasure. So your purpose is to love God through worship. Love God. Listen, love your neighbor as yourself. You were shaped. Uh, you were shaped for serving. So your purpose is to show love for others through ministry. Number three was to go and make disciples. You were made for a mission. So your purpose is to share God's message through evangelism. 
Ah, oh, you were told to baptize them into. You were formed for God's family. So your purpose is to identify with his church through fellowship. We were here to teach them to do all things. You were, you were created, you and I, we were created to become like Christ. So your purpose is to grow to maturity through discipleship. So keeping these five purposes is balance. Keeping these five purposes in balance is not easy. I'll say it again. Keeping these balances, keeping these purposes and trying to balance them is not easy. It's not, it's not at all. Y'all we all tend to overemphasize the purposes. Oh, we, we, we try to overemphasize it. We feel most passionate about and neglect the others. It, sometimes we say, well, I like this part. I don't like that part. But sometimes we got to balance all of them. The Lord wants us to balance all of them, people of God. Listen, we're coming to a close for Purpose Driven Life. And so I encourage you, and the book is encouraging us. He says to give yourself a regular spiritual checkup. Mm. The best way to balance the five purposes in your life is to evaluate yourself periodically. I like that. God places a high value on the habit of self-evaluation. Mm. At least five times in the scripture, we are told to test and examine our own spiritual health. Oh my. To maintain your physical health, you need to regular checkups with a doctor who can assess your vital signs, your vital signs, blood pressure, temperature, weight, and so on. But guess what, y'all? For your spiritual health, we need to regularly check the five vital signs of worship, fellowship, growth in character, ministry, and mission. It is so important is so important. And so our job y'all is to pass on what we know to others. We need to pass on the knowledge that we learn about Jesus Christ to others. If you want to keep growing, the best way to learn more is to pass on what you have already learned. Yeah. And so now that you understand the purpose of life, it is your responsibility to carry the message on to others. God is calling you to be his messenger. Oh my. Listen, you probably know hundreds of people who don't know the purpose of life. So guess what? You get to share these truths. You can share the truths that you learned through the fresh wind. If you go ahead and read the book, you can share the truths in the book. You can share the truths of the word of God and share the truths with who? With your children, with your friends, with your neighbors, and with those you work with. The more you know, the more God expects you to use that knowledge to help others. I'm telling you, you don't want to sit in church and be a fat cow. A fat cow. You just come to church every Sunday, come to church every Wednesday and just absorb, absorb, absorb. Just get word, get word. You're just getting fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter, fatter in the word. Now, you know, all this word and you ain't giving it to nobody. Uh-uh, uh-uh. He tells us to give it out. Knowledge increases responsibility, but passing along the purpose of life is more than obligation. It's one of life's greatest privileges. Imagine how different the world would be if everyone knew their purpose. Oh my goodness. And I want to share with you y'all as we get to chapter 40, it's all for God's glory. It's all for God's glory. The reason we pass on what we learn is for the glory of God and for the growth of his kingdom. 
the night before Jesus was crucified, Jesus reported to the Father. He said, I have brought you on glory, hallelujah, on earth by completing the work you have gave me to do. When Jesus prayed these words, he had not yet died for our sins. So what work had he completed? Mm. In this instance, he was referring to something other than the atonement. The answer lies in what he said in the next 20 verses of his prayer. Jesus told his father what he had been doing for the last three years, preparing his disciples to live for God's purposes. He helped them to know and to love God in worship. He taught them to love each other through fellowship. He gave them the word so they can grow to maturity, which is discipleship. He showed them how to serve and, and he showed them how to serve, which is ministry. And he sent them out to tell others, which is the mission. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus modeled a purpose driven life and he taught others how to live it too. That was the work that was brought, hallelujah, through the glory and honor of God, to glorify God. Thank you, Jesus. And so today, people of God, God calls each of us to do the same work. Not only does he wants us to live out his purposes, but he also wants us to help others to do the same. God wants us to introduce people to Christ and to bring them into his fellowship, help them grow to maturity and help them discover their place of service and then send them out to reach others. That's what the purpose-driven living is all about. Regardless of your age, the rest of your life can be the best of your life and you could start living on purpose today. Y'all, as we reach to this last chapter, of a purpose-driven life, chapter 40, living with purpose. Living on purpose is the only way to really live. Everything else is just existing. Most people struggle with three basic issues in their life. The first is identity, who am I? The second is importance, do I matter? The third is impact, what is my place? in life. Oh my goodness. Those are things we deal with. So we have questions. And there's another question that says, what will be the center of my life? This is the question of worship. Who are you going to live for? What are you going to build around your life? You can center your life around your career, your family, a sport, a hobby, money, having fun or many other activities. Those are good things, but they don't belong at the center of your life. None is strong enough to hold you together when life starts breaking apart. Oh my goodness. You need an unshakable center. And so the next thing is, how do you know when God is at the center of your life is when God's at the center in your worship. How do you know when God is at the center of your life is when God's at the center you worship. When he's not, you worry. When God is at the center of your life, you worship. 
when God is not at the center of your life, you worry. Worry is the warning light that God has been shoved to the sideline. The moment you put him back at the center, you will have peace again. That is so true, people of God. Next question is, what will, what will be the character of my life? What will be the character of my life? This is the question of discipleship. What kind of person will you be? God is far more interested in what you are than what you do. Did you know that? Remember, you will take your character into eternity, but not your career. Your career is not going to go into eternity, but your character will. The next question is, what will be the contribution of my life? Well, this is the question of service. Huh. What will be your ministry in the body of Christ? These, listen, we're getting close to this book. So these are questions to, to think of. Knowing your combination of your spiritual gifts, your heart, your abilities, your personality and experience. And I talked about this recently, which was your shape, your S-H-A-P-E. What will be your best role in the family of God? Mm. How can you make a difference? Is there a, sp a specific group in the body that I am shaped to serve? These are questions we're asking and we're getting there, y'all. We're getting to the close of this book, but these are questions. The next question could be, what will be the communication of my life? That is a question on the mission to unbelievers. Okay. Of course, our lives must support and validate the message we communicate. Before most unbelievers accept the Bible as credible, they want to know what we are. They want to know that we are credible. They look at our lives, y'all, as a Bible. And so before they even read the Bible, they're checking you out to see, are you credible? That's important to know. That's important to remember. So guess what, y'all? Then you can remind yourself daily. Remind yourself daily what? 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 What I'm going to remind myself daily? My purpose is to worship Christ with my heart, serve him with my shape, fellowship with his family, grow like him in character, and fulfill his mission in the world so he receives the glory. My purpose is to be a member of Christ's family, a model of his character, a minister of his grace, a messenger of his word, and a magnifier of his glory. My purpose is to love Christ, grow in Christ, share Christ, and serve Christ through his church, and to lead my family and others to do the same. Hallelujah. My purpose is to make a great... Oh, I'm sorry. I feel God in this. My purpose is to make a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission. Some of us may wonder what about God's will for my job or marriage or what I'm supposed to live or where I'm supposed to live or go to school. Honestly, those are secondary issues in our lives. And there may be multiple possibilities that they will all end up in God's will for you. But what matters most, I'm just reading the book, what matters most is that you fulfill God's eternal purposes, regardless of where you live or work or whom you marry, those decisions should support your purposes. Focus on God's purpose for your life, not your plans, since that's, that is what will last forever. People of God, people of God, people of God, listen. 
I'm coming to a close. I just want you to know that is what purpose-driven life is all about. Neither past nor future generations can serve God's purpose in this generation. Only we can. Like Esther, God created you for such a time as this. God is still looking for people to use. And I ask you a question, Sound Gospel Radio. Will you be a person that God can use for his purpose? Will you serve God's purpose in your generation? I'm going to close here. People lived a purpose-driven life. And including the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, he lived a purpose-driven life. Guess what the Apostle Paul said? He said, I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. His only reason for living was to fulfill the purpose that God had for him. He said, for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. Paul was not afraid of either living or dying. Either way, he would fulfill God's purposes. He couldn't lose. One day history will come to a close, but eternity will go on forever. There was a man named William Carney that said the future is as bright as the promises of God. When fulfilling your purposes seem tough, don't give in to discouragement, but remember your reward, which will last forever. The last thing I say out of this book today is a point to ponder, people of God. Living with purpose is the only way to really live. Hallelujah. People of God, after 40 days, I am living a purpose-driven life. And I pray that even with the nuggets that I've shared with you these last 40 days, and I know I've been sharing on Mondays and Thursdays, but I've been catching you up with every chapter that we read for the for 40 days, living a purpose-driven life. And I encourage you, find your purpose in God and live it with your best ability. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you this morning. We appreciate you, Lord. Thank you for this book that has been a blessing to many of us, Lord. Thank you for Sound Gospel Radio. Thank you for every person that tuned in, that are listening. They're on their way to work. They're getting ready for work. They're laying in bed. They're chilling. They're just tuning in just to listen. But I thank you and I bless you this morning. You are our purpose. You are our mission. And Lord God, we are waking up and we're becoming driven to do what you have called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. People of God, listen, we are building hope. We're transforming lives 24-7, Sound Gospel Radio. And continue to stay tuned. I'm throwing in some new music, y'all. Every once in a while here and there, you're going to hear some stuff that say, hmm, I never heard that before. So listen, y'all, keep it locked here at Sound Gospel Radio. Join us tonight. That's right. Join us tonight. We are talking about, what are we talking about? Toxic relationships. Oh, so join us tonight at 8 p.m. Tell some people, tell some friends, let them know to tune in, listen to the radio station, tune in on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Say, yo, they are talking about toxic relationships tonight. Yes, with, with, between family, friends, co-workers, 
spouses, you know, significant others, all those good things, toxic relationships. We're going to talk about tonight, tonight on our talk show at 8 p.m. So stay tuned. We're building hope. We're transforming lives 24-7. Sound Gospel Radio. Woot, woot. <laughs> 